For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our discussion of the running backs in this year's draft class, counting down the top 10 with my friend Josh Reed. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. Ready to get back in this thing again for another round. All right. Outstanding. If you didn't download the first episode, make sure you do that now. Uh, go grab the guys from 10 to 5. There's a lot of, of uh, uh, back and forth about this. Josh is a very good eye for draft talent, and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun having this discussion with him. A lot of guys different in our in our uh, 5 through 10, although most were honorable mentions on the other person's list, and that's, uh, that's okay. We're only talking about the top four right now, and we're going to start it off with Josh's number four guy. And my number four guy is uh, Devon A-Chain from, um, from Texas a from Yeah, right, Texas A&M, right? Yeah, Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Yep, yep, you know, 21 years old. I mean, the the, the dude is explosive. I, I, I don't know if, if you watch the um, Amazon show, uh, the boys, do you, do you do you watch that at all? You have Amazon subscription, but anyways, there's this guy, a character on the on the show. Um, it's kind of like a like a dark superhero universe kind of thing. But his name is uh, A Train, and he's like his power is super speed. And I remember when Devon A Train ran his forty at the combine, I was like, man, this is too perfect. This guy reminds me of A Train the way he's like, uh, he's, I think he ran like a four three four three two or something like that. Four thirty two, yeah, yeah. Um, just explosive. Um, it has it runs with the impressive power and, and, and contact and uh. uh contact you know balance after contact for somebody his size it's only like five eight um and you know he's he's the cool thing about some of those five eight guys sometimes is the fact that they, they run so low to the ground you know it kind of kind of gives gives them gives them more 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 power and it's harder for them it's harder for defenders to get a good shot on them because especially if they already have that low center of gravity in addition to their in addition to their stature but he's a guy that you know regularly makes the the first defender miss if not the first two defenders miss whether that's you know at the line of scrimmage you know or in an open space in the second third level of defense um you know he's a tough cover out of the backfield on wheel routes and swings doesn't have a doesn't have a huge route tree but you know he's a kind of guy that he'll, he'll he'll burn the linebacker on an angle route real quick yeah, there's there is definitely a lot to like uh, about who he is, and he also happens to be my number four guy. Five nine one eighty eight. You mentioned the four thirty two forty. One of the problems for him, I think, in the NFL is going to be his very small hands at eight and a half inches. Uh, he'll turn twenty two in October. That's all fine. Legitimate track star speed. So that four thirty two, it's not some sort of a mirage because he ran ten fourteen in the hundred meters. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, ten fourteen would win most track meets certainly at the high school or even many college uh, levels, regional kind of levels, if, if it was run in the hundred yards, but this is in a hundred meters. So absurd fast track time works through contact very well. Low center of gravity. You mentioned that 3.6 yards after contact per attempt. Uh, he was most successful beating pursuit. Y, and boy, would that fit a read option scheme out of sidecar. So I really like that. Got to, got to master the mesh point. Um, but the tape looks good, 
with the sidecar and extended mesh points that he had at Texas A&M. So at least that's something that I think would put him higher on the Ravens list. So I liked him for that. Um, he really plays to elude contact in level two. That can slow him down a little bit. What I mean by that is he tends to dance before the contact gets there. So other teams had some success putting bodies around him and and kind of entrapping him without without uh, 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 coming up to try and make a tackle directly. Um, he, he outjukes himself uh, is is what I would say. So great runner, you know, has a lot of things, but that's something he can not waste steps or he can wait to read and wiggle um, in terms of leverage until a later point. So I, I think once he gets that timing down, he's going to be an even more dynamic runner. I think that'll improve. He can't pass block at all. And that's going to be a problem in terms of getting passed down opportunities. So he might end up being a two down back. Uh, he's primarily a check and a check down and screen guy anyway. Uh, 7.1 yards per target and 1.0 of a dot. So it, we've, we've been through this with a number of the other runners. If you heard the first show, you know that there, there aren't many guys that are much higher than about 1.5 a dot among the running back group uh, with Deuce Vaughn, the guy that really stands out at 3.9. Um, the fumbles are going to be a problem, I would project. And he has fumbled. How many times has he fumbled so far in college? Because I, I, my note was that it had not really shown up yet as much as it should. I don't have it in front of me here. Okay. Anyway, here's here's the point I'm going to make. For fumbles, I look at corroborating factors here or contributing factors, and he's got several. He's a smaller guy. He's a big second effort guy, and he's a small hands guy. And that is a really bad triple negative biorhythm there. If you remember a player from the 1970s, and and you know I know this is before your time, Josh, but Terry Metcalf was an unbelievable all-purpose back for the Cardinals, one of the worst fumblers of all time, and he had some of these characteristics all put together. Uh, and and it, you know you just I, I would be concerned that this guy is such a, a great playmaker if fumbles start to be a problem that could really derail his uh, career. But speed definitely fits with the Ravens in terms of the sidecar threat, uh, and and that's nice. Yeah, yeah. My notes here. I have the you know the thing on the speed thing. He's a guy that won't get beat to the pylon at like almost almost never, especially on on, on pitch plays and, and stretch plays. He's a guy that'll 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 beat just about anybody anybody to that to that corner there. And like he can he can stop on a dime. And um, but the the thing about that is like he, like he's, like he's always trying to set somebody up. And what that allows sometimes for the for defenders to what the, what my coach used to call create the cage. You know when when you when you have a guy that you know what's the what's to cut back a lot or use a lot of moves or try to do like you create a, if you get enough bodies around him whenever he tries to find that cutback lane that tries to you know stop on the dime and open field you're gonna have a teammate on either side of him. So like he he does he does have a tendency to sometimes help aid the defenders in creating that cage for himself. But he's a guy that can definitely run out of it um, if, if, if they don't get there fast enough. You know, one of the things in coaching that out, I think, is he may have a top speed that he's really maneuverable at, but the thing that makes Lamar an unbelievable runner is, first of all, it leads re- reads leverage like almost no athlete in the history of sports. Okay, reads it and and wiggles to it. And A-Chain could probably at least c- handle the wiggle element, even if he's never going to be the reader Lamar is. But what he... What he what would be good is if he could reduce the need to be at top speed so he's not feeling the need to wiggle early. And and that's a it, that's probably a difficult thing for a track star to master is I'd like to run in third gear here. You know, it's it's just it, it it might very well be not natural for him. So we'll see how he how he evolves as a back at the NFL level. I'm sure he's going to be a home run hitter from time to time. 
And that may or may not lead to fairly consistent yards per carry, or it may lead to a very low workload where the guy's a, you know, a, uh, it's a very disappointing career at some point. So uh, we'll see. But anyway, my number four guy also is a chain. So we're, uh, we're in the same spot on that one. Yeah, I think he he can have a promising career as a returner as well. He can return a couple of um, mm-hmm. kicks for for touch, I think like more than one. I know at least one he returned a kick a kick return for uh, for a touchdown in college. So he's a guy that, except you know, if Duvernay moves on, if Ravens move off from him, another guy who um who could possibly be your next your next. I wouldn't say Pro Bowl returner, but um, starting returner. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they ask him to do that. He's actually never returned a punt in college. He's returned a lot of kickoffs, Six, 20, yeah. 20 kickoffs. Yeah. But that wouldn't surprise me. It, it also never surprises me that that some of these top running backs wouldn't be used to return punts just because of the danger involved. And so a lot of programs they just don't want that, don't want to take that risk. So you know, it's kind of like figuring out who the good Sams are when they're all good pass rushers at the college level. It's, it's very mm-hmm. difficult. You're number three guy. All right, I think this is the moment of truth for us, Ken. I know we're talking pre-show about you know who um you know who who we may or may not have. Um, I feel like my guy probably won't be on your list because of you know some of his injury history. But I like uh, Ty J Spears out of out of Tulane. He's a guy that you know is just so so explosive. I mean, I mean even like that uh, even aside from from the from the USC game, which you know if anybody watched USC football, um, they weren't playing much defense this past year. So even even without that game, um, the, the guy was, was was tearing it up this year. Um, he has a nose for the he has a nose for the end zone. You know when he gets when he gets down there, uh, runs with, with patience and power, good leg drive. Especially at the goal line, um, he tied with the Bataconda for the most uh, touchdowns from scrimmage this past year with with, with twenty one. Uh, we can be weaponing at the, the backfield. He has he has nice you know he has nice hands, but they need to be more consistent. He has a chance to try to you know look up field for the next uh, ne- for the next move instead of just you know securing a catch um, first. Did run a forty at the combine, um, but posted in between a four four seven and four four nine at his pro day. So that's um, so that's decent. Um, but he did show the after he should he did show that he can turn on the afterburners in college. Has a bit of injury history with some with some ACLs, but um, he's a guy that you know runs hard between the tackles and can kind of weave through the defense with cuts and other elusive moves and real kind of slippery with the way he sheds off tackles at times. I liked him a lot. I did put him on my honorable mention list. Um, there there were a couple things ahead of me back in the injury history. He was one of them, but he's thirteenth on my list. Uh, so I don't think we mentioned the number 12 guy. So we'll do that at, at the end of the show here. But uh, uh, with Spears, a couple things. Outstanding yards after contact per attempt of 455. It was one of the highest in the class. I don't know who was higher, but he's a fairly average missed tackle force rate. And that's, this is another case of a guy who's extremely explosive and hit some home runs after contact. So if you want to see those beast mode runs, uh, he's, probably, he's probably not the guy to throw a beast mode run at you, but, he, but he's a he is a guy to break a tackle and then go the distance. Uh, 475 career touches. That's nice because of the light tread wear. It's bad because he only got 475 touches because of the injuries. Um, 8.9 yards per target uh, on 48 career catches and 62 total targets. Um, that's really nice, and it is all um, done with a negative A dot. So it's a lot of screens, a lot of checkdowns. Uh, in that uh, in that percentage. So, if, for instance, in 2022, negative. I'm sorry, negative 0.2 career, negative 0.8 in 2022 with 12.7 yak per reception. So it gives you an idea of of uh, of how his yards are broken out. But he usually catches the ball behind the line of scrimmage, outmaneuvers a linebacker, goes upfield for for a nice game. Um, he has been an okay pass blocker at the college level. So along with the injuries, this is probably my second biggest thing about him is that he's he uh, he probably 
is going to have trouble getting on the field as a pass catcher because he's not a particularly good pass blocker. So that really becomes more important. Of course, one of the things I really wanted to look at, I just didn't have time to really go through a lot of games to figure it out, is to see how many of his pass blocking attempts are just chip blocks. And so are, are they a case where he's really going out for a pass anyway and he didn't get much done on the chip? And that can be bad, but it also can be a case where they kind of fake the chip. Um, and, and it's really a, a, a planned pattern the whole time. So I, I'd really like to break that down a little further. But is, is overall pass blocking grade from PFF is not particularly good? And there's nothing I saw on tape that says, yeah, this guy really lays into um, the rib section of an edge rusher well uh, to, to, to make him feel bad. I mean, it's just he's, a, he's just okay. That's all I can say. So uh, anyway, I, I could not find him on my list. I did have him probably down at, eight at nine at 10. And eventually he dropped to, to number 13 for me overall, as I was maneuvering people around. And, um, you know, I could see, I I could understand if Sean Tucker was not on somebody's list. I I think you you should, he was an honorable mention, um, or, or McBride, for example, Spears has some of the same, uh, different set of issues, but, but, but some overlapping issues with those players. So anyway, uh, I, I understand. I, I, I think he's a good player. I'd be happy if the Ravens ended up getting him, uh, but I'd like them to spend no more than a sixth round draft pick on him. That would be my my price. Yeah, he's, he's just. I feel like he'd be a really good change of back, change of pace back for the Ravens and a, a good slasher and a guy that can, like I said, may not be the most elusive guy, but a guy that can definitely you know eliminate some ankles and 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 really break off some long runs. So he's, that's why I had him in, this, in the slasher category. You know, got you got your bruisers and your slashers. He's definitely mm-hmm. a, a slasher with you know some bruising tendencies. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely more elusive and contact balance, uh, you know, in terms of how he gets away after the, after those missed tackles. But uh, yeah, well, good player. Now we got my surprise at number three. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. It's Kendra Miller of TCU. Uh, I'm sure you're going to say this is way too high for this guy, but I just absolutely fell in love with this guy. One of the things you said about him, I'm just, I, this is one of the things I really loved about him. So let's talk basic physically. He's, he's exactly what you wanted back at 5'11", 215. Uh, born 6'11", 02, so he's one of the youngest players in the draft. He's about four months older than the youngest back, uh, but he, he won't be 21 until after the draft, so I think this is fair to project a lot forward on this guy. Supposedly, he ran a 458, and I will say, watch Kendry Miller play. There is no freaking way that guy is a 458 athlete. He looks more like 445 to me. Looks like way too high. And if you if you specifically look at two two runs, look at edge runs, and how he runs away and the yeah. runaway speed just he's much faster than that and i I'm, I'm not getting it i don't know what happened in terms of that 458 uh but it wasn't it obviously wasn't a good run he cost himself some money no doubt from that he has only 390 touches in 3 years very light tread wear which is nice not has not done a lot of receiving with 29 catches and 6.2 yards per target for his career i don't see any reason uh why he can't be a factor given his other characteristics got good size and and I think he could be more than that. Um, one thing he seemed to benefit from at TCU, which really made me made him attractive to me, and this is a for the Ravens kind of valuation, is that Duggan did a very good job of selling fakes after the mesh point was completed. And this is always something I've, I've kind of wondered about about Lamar. Lamar doesn't do too much running without the football after the mesh point is disengaged, and 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 the runner still has it. And that would be something that I'm getting a little bit of feedback from you, Josh. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but uh, sorry about that. 
anyway, the the uh, uh, I, I like seeing that, and I thought you know that's that's potentially very translatable. Leaves a leg very well in level two and level three, and it, older fans will associate that with Jim Brown as being a you know a power back. You hit him. And you just kind of fell out over him because it was a, he used a, a, a leaving a leg technique. Some people call it a dead leg technique to allow that that uh, guy to have really nothing that he's holding on to of any uh, substance. And Kendry Miller was exceptionally good at that. He, he does a lot of his maneuvering in third down. And then his fourth gear is really exceptional. And that's why I just don't believe the speed thing. All of his touchdowns, he's running away from the, the defenders. It, I didn't actually catch the hamstring you're talking about. I saw a lot of guys falling behind him when they're trying to catch up to him. And a 458 guy, that would not happen. In fact, the 455 guys, that typically doesn't happen with your with your defensive backs not being able to catch up and, and make up ground. So I was really um, exceptionally happy with that. Uh, ability to bounce outside was, was something that he was able to do, but he hasn't had a ton of success at. Um, he is a guy I would really pick more as an overseeker of the edge. We haven't had really one of that come up, but, uh, Collins, when he played here was a guy who just always wanted to bounce to the, to the outside for this possible gap was not good about taking an earlier cutback opportunity. In fact, would often, uh, end up losing yardage. We've had plenty of, of backs in, in, in NFL history. Uh, you can think of who, who just were two overstretchers or, or, uh, overbouncers to the outside, but, uh, I think he's a very intriguing option for the Ravens. And if they were going to reach for a running back, I'd say in round four, they could probably have Kendra Miller. And I'd be thrilled with that pick if it were to happen. Yeah. I just feel like the people in the media are, are, are much higher on him than, than I am. And possibly even you are because I've seen him projected to go as high as late second and as late as, as late as, um, you know, the late third. So I feel like, you know, if a guy that if the Ravens were to target him, it'd probably have to be at 86 because I just don't think he'll be around in the, in the fourth round. Um, he's a guy that, you know, that, that, uh, TCU really missed when he wasn't present in that, um, national championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause like they, they, they felt like they really missed, missed that, um, because you know, Quentin Johnson was, you know, it's one thing that one breakaway, you know, spread kind of guy on your team. When you can have two, one in the backfield and one as a receiving threat, um, it really makes your offense one, one like multidimensional. And with, without him in that game, I feel like you know it, was, it would stop Johnson and and Duggan really couldn't do much after that. I, I think you're probably right about generalized valuations of him. First of all, I think uh, people see right through that 458 after watching tape of him because there's just oh, yeah. no way. There's there's just no way. And and the, the other thing is that um, uh, the only other backs that obviously might go ahead of him, other than the top two who we're going to talk about, are A-Chain and Charbonnet. And I, those are the guys who A-Chain, they're going to fall in love with the speed. I, my hope is that they'll look at 458 and there'll be a good percentage of the teams that do need a running back that will be too concerned about the 458 to draft him. But otherwise, I, I don't see why anybody else w- wouldn't do it. I mean, the guy is a, um, a a really serious speed threat who does a lot of things well on a football field. So anyway, I, I obviously like him a lot more than, than other, other people and, and more than you. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so who did you have at you, you? We already talked about your number three guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so your number two guy. I'm pretty sure we got the same one. In- Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One and two. So my number two is is is, is Gibbs for me. Jamari uh, Jamari Gibbs from out from Alabama. Um, was a guy transferred over from from uh, I think it was Georgia Georgia Tech, and um really kind of carved out a nice role for himself in the Alabama offense. And really is the you know really the do it all kind of back. You know I wrote for pro comps for him. It was Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. You know it's one mm-hmm. of the it's one of the slippiest slippiest runners in the entire draft, especially once he gets into space, the second the third third second the third level. You know he's the kind of guy put the moves on you and run away from you. Um, and he's a he's a one cut get up the field kind of kind of runner with with great spatial awareness. I mean, sometimes it's like he has eyes in the back of his head the way he's able to elude defenders in an open field and kind of just ooh, ooh, no no that touch had me gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> um, and so um, like I said, um, he's the, I feel like he's the second best every down back um, behind only are probably going to be our number one guy. Um, and then uh, yeah, I think he'd be a great schematic fit for Monkins uh, Monkins offense as far as the division of Monkins offense as far as you know being able to operate the space ran a four three six at, at, at the combine. Um, so that you know, and and that speed shows on 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 tape too with the several of his long runs and his, his his scoring runs. So he's a guy that you know a lot of people view him as a fringe first rounder, um, but definitely second round pick. Um, if the Ravens were were to be interested in him, it'd have to be it, it either in a trade back scenario because I think twenty two is way too rich. I don't want to draft a running back at all in the first round. Um, of course, not. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too many other needs than the running back. A running back in the first round is like a luxury pick. You know, if you got two first round picks and you need a, you got like, like the Eagles have like if the Eagles wanted to take um, either one of these dudes, probably the, the, the our number one guy. Uh, if they want to take them, uh, take him at you know one of their two first round picks, then by all means, especially at. At uh, what thirty? Yeah, thirty because it's only thirty-one picks. So yeah, but um, I just he, he wouldn't be a guy targeting in the first round, even though he's definitely and like you know, fifteen years ago probably would have been a like you know, for, even even ten years ago would have been a first year first round talent. But given the evaluation of the position, it's just um, yeah, no, he's second round guy all day for me. Yeah, I would I would agree completely with that. Um, he's he's one of the younger backs again in the class, three twenty oh two, so uh, still just twenty one, just twenty one years old. Uh. His game is really all about speed, but he's a little bit unusual in that he gets going right ahead. And a part of it, you know, I have to wonder about context in Alabama, but, you know, it's in, in SEC games. He's doing this. Uh, he just gets quickly into level two, and then he's a handful to try and figure him out at that point. So he's he's nine yards per carry in the A gap, uh, which is, is uh, you know, most of that came on zone plays. So a lot of that is cutback yardage, but still – is very impressive that, that that he could do that. His receiving skills are towards the top of the class. So he's very sure hands, 9.9 yards per target. Now I mentioned that 10 yards per target is like a holy grail, particularly for the Ravens who've only had four guys ever make it there for a, for a full season. Um, this, this is something that he won't repeat that in the NFL, but he could still be a dangerous guy. And, and it's, again, it's mostly yak with a low a dot, but still it's impressive. Um, one of the problems is that he's a terrible pass blocker, just absolutely awful. Uh, he was at his worst this last year, had a lot of, of uh, really bad opportunities at it. They used him less at Alabama as a pass blocker than they had at Georgia Tech, uh, where he'd been not good, but but not as bad. Um, and so th- things did not go as well. And I, maybe some of that is is playing in the SEC, but hey, he's about to play in a in a league where the game is a lot faster and he's going to have to do some of this on his own. So if he's on, going to be on the field on passing downs, needs to get better there. Uh, go, go ahead. 
Yeah, you can see they're reflecting this playing time too. If you look at the game logs, like you know, one like one like one week will have nine carries, ninety three yards, then nine carries for twenty two yards, then four carries for thirty six yards. Because like uh, for Nick Saban, he's he's, he's from that Belichickian tree, man. If you don't, if you can't protect the quarterback, you're you're not going to be on the field as consistently. I don't care how good you can run the ball, you can catch the ball. If you don't keep, well, back then it was twelve, but uh, what Mac Jones wears ten now. If you can't keep ten safe or whatever your quarterback is safe, you know, on, on passing downs, then you're not going to be at every down back. So he's, that's, that's definitely the, one of the I probably say the weakest area of his game. But his the rest of his strengths are just so overwhelmingly positive to where it's like. I could see teams saying, like, you know, we'll fix your pass protection. And but but everything else, you know, it's kind of ready made off the assembly line, you know, put them insert here and he's ready to go. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I, most of the things you said about the draft valuation of him, I mean, I do like the fact he only has 486 college touches. That's a nice limited tread wear. It's a new new set of tires. But what I what I think is not going to work is they have too much competing too many competing needs for that total amount of draft capital no matter how much you want to play draft day that's just not the way it works uh, you know the movie i'm talking about yeah, the, yeah, Ra- yeah. the ravens are going to trade down from number one that's a real dis- uh, you know, distinct possibility they'll get one pick in round two and maybe one pick in round three but if you go to just even the most optimistic way they could trade that would be for the full jj value probably and if they even if they did that i mean you could play around with it Play around with what team could they could they draft it, and you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed with what they might get. They could trade it for three picks and say you know a a, a, a second and two fourths kind of thing, or a you know right at the beginning of the second maybe in a couple fourths for for some team that wanted to do it even. But it's 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 not gonna be some huge haul of picks that they they get in exchange for trading down. It's not gonna provide them a, an opportunity to draft two round two players just because they trade their number twenty two picks. That just there's, I don't know if there's a single team. That that makes sense for, in the yeah, entire I, I feel like the only way the Ravens could recruit a second round pick is you know in in a trade back scenario to where it feels like for a quarterback like, like a head and hooker because you know Ravens Ravens traded back into the first round but they traded two first round picks in two separate years you know to, in order to get back to get take Lamar Jackson yeah but if, well, if a team like say like so the Ravens right in front of the Vikings if, say a team like the Saints who are picking that eight twenty nine if they wanted to leapfrog the Vikings because everybody knows the Vikings are interested. And Hidden Hooker, and this is the guy who's been picking up a lot of steam for um, you know the, 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 that towards the end of this draft cycle here. And if and the Ravens are in a prime position, if somebody wants to get in front of Minnesota, like you know, I can see you could like, if you have a, a team like a team like the Saints who are who have been like really ultra aggressive as far as like targeting guys that they want. You know, whether it's Marcus Davenport or Peyton Turner or uh, who was that Trevor Trevor Penning last year. Or, or even Chris Olave. When the Saints really want, some, what really want somebody, they're going to move heaven and earth. Cap be damn, draft value be damn. Yeah. And I, I could see them coming up off of you know, uh, you know, a second round pick in order to draft what they, what they hope will be the quarterback of their future. That is the only scenario I feel like the Ravens can recoup a second round pick and keep their first. Um, that that's just my opinion. But I just, I, I just don't see a team unless it's to move for a quarterback. I don't see them partnering with a second round pick. Um, you know, uh, you know, just for uh, a running back or, or or a cornerback, or you know, what I'm saying it has to be a has to be a high value premium position that quarterback. Yeah, I'm trying to find who else would has two even two second round picks. There aren't a whole lot of teams, but Chicago has two second round picks, and they're 53 and 61. Now those combined are not quite worth what the Ravens pick is worth at 22 by the JJ method. But if you go to other methods, it's actually pretty close. And I don't think the Ravens would make that trade. I don't think the Ravens trade down to get from 22 to get number 53 and number 61. So it's, I guess it's possible they could trade for 
you know, 53, 61, and one other that the Bears have. But hard to believe also that the Bears would do that, given the Bears, you know, are, are fairly short on talent themselves and at, at a lot of different spaces. But uh, and that would be, I'd be a, a, a pick that the Ravens traded to them at number at number fifty three, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the, the Roquan Smith trade. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Um, so we we had the same number two guy. We've both gone over him to the degree I think is is necessary. How about the number one guy? All right, my number one guy is Evan Hall. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's a uh, Bijan Robinson, and it's um, it, it's 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 a run, it's a runaway man. It's the most most complete back in the entire class. And I feel like you know, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a contention for a number one overall pick. I mean, this is, just, I mean, you know, time times change and all that. But to me, he he possesses, he possesses the looseness in the open field of a Saquon Barkley as far as his ability, to, like you know, uh, stop on a dime, make sharp cuts, and you spin moves and all that. But he has the physicality. Um, of like a, like a Josh Jacobs or a Najee Harris, the way he can just like stiff arm dudes into the earth's core and just like, you know, the way, he's, I don't know. I, I love it. I love his all around game, man. Um, I just, I just feel like, um, you know, he's the, he's the, to me, he's the only guy that's like a first hour, first, you know, first shirt, first round pick. Um, it's sad that he probably won't go into like the twenties. The, the I could definitely see him, you know, sneaking into the top, the top 20, maybe I've, I've even seen him as high as projected to go at number 10 overall to the Eagles, but I'm like, nah, if the Eagles are going to, like, if the Eagles are going to use the first round pick and running back, it's going to be trade their, back. To, yeah, to, they'll, to do that. yeah. They don't even, they'll just, they'll just take either whoever's left at, at 30, either, either Gibbs or, or, um, or Robinson. They'll just do that. Or if they want, if they really like Robinson, I can see them training up a little, like a little couple spots to take him if he falls into like the early to mid twenties. But um, he's, um, but BJ Robinson, man, he's like said far and away the best, best back in his class. Um, he's, he's, He'd probably be the the second or third best receiver on, on most teams. That's how good his pass catching ability is. His ability to make to make contested catches, make a make great adjustments to the to the ball. Real nice, soft, natural hands. Um, you know, great great speed, great power, contact balance out of this world. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just a complete package, man. Loved him as a receiver in particular. He's had sixty receptions in his college career with eight touchdowns, ten point four yards per target. 10.4 for a running back. It's unbelievable. I think he was like 16 yards per reception this last year. So you got to get keep these various statistics straight. But 10.4 yards per target, like I mentioned, would be the second highest in, in uh, Ravens history if you were able to do that. And he's the only other guy other than Deuce Vaughn who was, who was at uh, over three. He was 3.0 exactly, A dot um, in the whole running back class. Led the country in missed tackles forced rate at 0.40 per attempt, and his Yakko per attempt was 4.2. Corroborates that very well. In fact, he's 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 making good use of those missed tackles. Does have six career fumbles. A little bit of a problem, well, especially he's only had 599 college touches. It's moderate tread wear, so that that part of it is very nice. He's he's turned 21 now in January, but he's you know certainly not one of the older guys in this group. So there's a lot of things to like about that. Uh, you know, stylistically, he looks like an extremely patient runner behind the line of scrimmage. Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. think about his years with the Steelers and how he kind of filtered around waiting to see the hole and then it developed and, he, and he's, he's gone and, you know, very quickly. Uh, might also remind Ravens fans of Ed Reed running back in the interception. There's a lot of third gear, getting the offense set up for the return. Think about that Miami return in the playoff game in 2008. And he just took forever to let that let the thing set up as he's running across the field. And then he ran back and he's in and in a in a heartbeat as the defense makes block after block uh, to knock over the pins. But uh, yeah, Bijan is a is clearly the number one. 
back. He's the only guy I really see going in the first round. I don't, I don't see anybody else. And it wouldn't even shock me if, if um, he did not go in round one. I think it's, it's a probably 30% chance plus that he ends up going in round two would be fairly early, I would guess, if he does. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be within like top five picks, if not if not even in the, the first first pick in the because like what that no it wouldn't be the first pick because the Steelers have the first pick and they had Najee Harris so it'd be but they probably, could trade it because that, yeah, that, yeah. that pick often gets traded yeah yep yep yeah so they, yeah that could it's, it's essentially a first round pick because there's only thirty one selections it's basically a first round pick without the fifth year option yeah there you go that'd be the big difference all right outstanding so uh good to get get uh, the same two guys at the top and have some differences all the way down so i really like kendra uh, miller you like ty j spears how about other honorable mentions any that that you have on your list that we haven't mentioned so far let me see i've got two um again over him um yeah, the, 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 okay, yeah. So I, I have two also, and one of the one I joked about, um, Evan Hall from Northwestern, mm-hmm. uh, Northwestern. He's a he's a real high effort guy. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the combine. He was the kind of guy that was like finishing every drill in the end zone. Like some guys would kind of loaf off to the side. This dude was sprinting full, full, full speed to the to the end zone for every drill, every on the field drill. So I feel like that. You know, some people see that as corny, but other teams see that like, okay, this is a guy who's gonna legit do what we coach him to do and finish the draw all the way through, all the way through. Yep. Anytime, anytime you watch a, a practice or a st- whether it's at the stadium or at the at the facility, even at a high school practice, the coaches will always tell the guys finish through, finish through, finish through. Because you want you want the players to get in that mindset of finishing every play until you hear a whistle, until you reach the end zone. Because you never know when a when a ref is gonna uh, blow the blow the play dead or whatever. But um, he's a he's a guy that um, like I said, a high effort guy. Um, he probably um earned his his snaps on offense via special teams uh, as far as covering kicks and, you know, uh, other things like that. Um, excels as a pass catcher out of the backfield, runs nice route, runs nice routes, catches the ball real well. Um, decent speed. Um, it went to four, 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 seven at the combine. So that's pretty nice. Um, nice compact frame, but lacks lower body strength as far as, you know, like, you know, dragon defenders, you'll usually sometimes go down after the first guy wraps his legs up, you know? Um, but, um, he could be a little indecisive at times as far as um you know he's not gonna he's not gonna one of the guys who's gonna make you miss in a phone booth. Um, but he has good feet at times and can have some um, decisive cuts. But um, he could also be very indecisive. A senior bowl guy, you know, Ravens love senior bowl guys. So mm-hmm. he's a he's a guy that you know uh, was at that during that all-star process that the Ravens might keep an eye on. Also on my list at number 12, as an honorable mention, I'll just mention a couple of things. Obviously, he earned his money at the Combine. He's, he made a lot more money by by uh, attending there. 693 cone. We talked about this a little bit on the corner show, but corners in particular, but now it's really spreading to more positions than that, are avoiding the three cone like the plague. None of them will basically do it. Saying, you know, they want to see. Just watch the tape. I'm not doing a freaking three cone. I can only lose money on that. I, you know, my I'm here at the combine. That means I'm one of the top corners in the class. If I run a seven ten three cone, and you know we've got this edge rusher running six sixty nine or six sixty seven, whatever it was last year, the uh, Hutchinson for the, yeah. the Lions. Uh, you know, it just it makes a corner look bad. So the corners just avoid that drill like the plague right now. But Evan Hall is six ninety three cone, which was nice. Uh, he's an older guy, so that was one of the reasons I didn't have him as high. Uh, or, or I guess we had him similarly high because we both got him on the honorable mention list, but he'll be 23 in October. Uh, needs to be a better pass blocker, but other than that, I'm, I, I was fairly positive on his play, generally speaking. So uh, I, I'll mention one, and then you get another chance here. So my, uh, we mentioned Evan Hall was on both our lists. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina I really like. I don't know if you, you took a look at him, but 
he's a really interesting guy. Uh, a, a, a went to East Carolina, five eight, one seventy nine. So he's my version of uh, of Ibrahim uh, uh, that that you like. Uh, he's a young guy though. He's twenty one and a half. Uh, born one seventy two. <coughs> Outstanding jumps, four thirty seven speed. And here's the kicker: he's the son of Anthony Mitchell, the Ravens legend who returned the kick six against the Titans in the 2000 playoff game. So the biggest play in Ravens history prior oh, wow. to the high miracle. And Keaton Mitchell is an unbelievable athlete. Um, I, I think he's got really good wiggle and he appears to be, and I wouldn't put anybody in Lamar's class or Sayers or Sanders or those guys, but, but he appears to be a very good leverage reader. So guys who combine those two skills and can get into level two and level three, very exciting runners. So I like them a lot, kind of patient behind the line of scrimmage, a lot like, uh, we just mentioned with Bijan Robinson, uh, so I liked him. Probably gets drafted by somebody round five, round six, um, and I'd expect him to be a kick returner as well. He he never returned a punt at ECU. We talked about that. That oftentimes teams in college, in particular, don't want their bell cow back returning punts. But uh, I think that's something he could definitely do at the NFL level. So uh, interesting player. I really liked him. Yeah, yeah, ran a, ran a four three seven at the combine, ten yard split of uh of a one 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 four eight. So that's a guy that can get upfield in, in a hurry. Um, and he's like he's a, he's a, he's a guy I watch too, and I liked him. He was on one of my honorable mentions list as well. So he's a, he's definitely a guy that the Ravens will be monitoring on day three. They have to you, day three is when they're going to take a running back. Anybody who thinks they're going to take a running back before day three is um out of their mind. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right about that. How about anybody else on your honorable mention list? Or does that do it pretty much for you? Um, I have I have Zach Evans from Ole Miss. He's a guy a lot of people are high on, and I understand. You know, he averaged um almost seven yards a carry throughout his college career. It's just injuries have kind of hampered him. Um, ideal size and frame, only 21 years old. Um, but uh, like I said, he like never even clips the thousand yards rushing. He he got close this past year, nine thirty six at Ole Miss. But um, he's a guy that you know is a, a huge home run home run threat and um, good good size. He's on my not quite honorable mention list, but uh, it doesn't mean I hated him or anything. He's he's just one of the backs I looked at, and I I uh, I said no one with with Deuce Vaughn and the other guy was Rashawn Johnson that I looked at that I didn't think was quite worthy. Eric Gray is a no for me. A- anybody else uh, you want to talk about before we? Yeah, yeah, the gray wasn't gray didn't make any of my any of my list, and uh, neither neither did uh, Bijan's back up there in Texas either. <laughs> All right, outstanding, Josh. Always a pleasure to talk football with you. Tell folks where they can talk football with you online. Yeah, you can find me on online at um, Josh uh, uh, Josh Reed nine zero seven on on Twitter, and you can find all my Ravens stuff on uh, heavyonravens.com. All right, outstanding, Josh. Thanks for taking the time in the middle of the night like this. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.